Incoming chat. I just want to welcome everyone to Incoming Chat one more time. And today I have um, my friend Alex Wilson. Hey, Alex. Hey, great to be um, with you. Just want to give a short intro, then you can introduce yourself with more detail. Uh, Alex is the new VP of sales for the international communication behemoth, Live Chat. I like to say that. I like that. <laughs> I really yeah. like that. And um, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself so people get, get to feel who you are and what you do. Definitely. I mean, besides us being a, a business behemoth, I feel like we're... Uh, a 360 view into your business, right? So your lead gen, your customer service, the actual support, the marketing, and sales. So that's what I hope to bring here. Um, so as you mentioned it, I am the VP of sales here. So I oversee a couple aspects of our customer lifecycle. So that goes with our new business, our growth, as well as our retention, um, and some of our key accounts. Yeah, because you're going to be focused mainly on, in the US, right? And in, in, in the expansion, or, or more than expansion, the focus in the US. Yeah, yeah. So. From my accent, you can tell I'm from the U.S. Yeah, it sounds like it. (laughs) So I am based in Boston. Uh, Super exciting. We hope to launch our first legitimate office and you know kind of break bread, break ground in Boston pretty soon. Um, But with that said, I'll have a global focus over the entire uh, world for for live chat. Um, We'll be managing the Polish team remotely, and then we'll be building a U.S. team at the same time. Um, so hopefully our go-to-market team in terms of uh, account executive, sales, business development, and account management, we really need to be able to reach over multiple time zones. And right, right now, you know, if we're in Poland, of course, uh, it's a little difficult to talk to California with a nine to ten hour exactly. time difference. Exactly, like the time difference <laughs> is, is, is not right. It's not nice. Yep, exactly. But um, I'm just. To leave light on the side for a second, um, there was something that I was reading that you wrote, um, and, and I really agree with this, is, is, is the B2B approach, right? I mean, LiveChat is, a, is a, it's mostly a B2B company, yep. um, but something you wrote, is, is uh, and I believe too, that there's no B2B. I mean, people don't sell to business, people sell to people, right? And, and I wanted to feel your approach, because you're preparing a whole strategy on how to sort of attack the U.S. market yep. and, and how you make that difference. Because there's, there's a lot of people who feel that B2B is something that you specialize in. You specialize in the, in the selling to business. And a lot of companies out there, they're, they're trying to focus, okay, we don't sell to people, we sell to business. Yep. What, how do you see the difference? Or how do you sort of blur the difference? Just, just, just put aside the business and there's a person on the other side that wants to buy. Yeah, no, fantastic question. Um, for me, I, I grew up in B2C, I guess you could say. So I grew up in, a, my father started an inn, a bed and breakfast, when I was four. Um, from there, as soon as I was old enough to stand at the counter, I was selling at the counter. So that's direct B2C, right? People need to come in for a guest room. They need to book a wedding, you name it, getting it done. Or I'm serving dinner at a table, directly B2C. Um, but there's a person who I'm serving, right? Legitimately serving, right? Yeah. They have a need that I'm fulfilling on that need or desire. Uh, later on in my career, I, I did get into SaaS roughly about eight years ago. And from there, um, you hear this term all the time. It's B2B or B2C. And it's like, I think we could both appreciate the book, Crossing the Chasm. <laughs> I don't believe that there needs to be a chasm between B2B and B2C, uh, frankly, because we're all humans. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. so I work at a company. You work at a company. It just so happens to be live chat. Um, if someone's selling to us, they're selling to a business, but they're selling to the humans at the business. Yeah, And I think that's something that, why I always go back to coaching our team around, focus on the human at the other end of the spectrum is because relationships are built on 
um, or excuse me, sales are built on relationships. Yep, yep. And frankly, you need to be relative to that person. You need to treat them similar to how you want to be treated. You know, we learned that in like kindergarten, but it's so fundamental in sales <laughs> or customer success. We have our support heroes right behind us and it's like, that's how they serve our customers, right? Putting themselves in their shoes and chatting directly with them to fulfill their need or desire. Um, I'm a huge believer in the fact that you just need to be relatable, get down to business, and help that person at the end of the day. That's um, that relatable word, um, which is also one of the, like, I mean, I used to be a salesman back in the day, and um, hmm. you always go through a training, right? You always have this, like, every company has their own training, have like the, <laughs> the, 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 the life chat way or the drift way or whatever. I mean, every, yeah. every company will have their own sort of sales training. Um, in my case, I remember I, um, I was trying to sell diamonds in the Caribbean and I had a very flurry or um, <laughs> very gay training. I mean, it was, it was a very gay training in the sense of it was very happy and, and yep. everything is beautiful. And, and that's not my style. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it that way. Um, so in my case, I had to relate to what I, what I can relate to the other people. So it's like, well, what is it? Like is, is the confidence, is it the trust? Um, and you're, you're taking a product that is, yeah, it's, even though it's a very much international product, mm -hmm. you take it into a very specific market. And I want to get into the difference of trying to sell here in Europe or, or in the US. I mean, is it the cultural difference? Is it, is it a big thing? Or will you focus on, on, on showing your team how to relate to different cultures or just on the product? Yeah, great question. Um, I'd say there's a middle ground to it, right? So, of course, there's a cultural aspect to it. Um, something I learned really quickly here in Poland is people, Poles, like to get to the point, right? So you build rapport on your first call. After that, you're not supposed to build rapport again. That's not how I've been taught <laughs> in sales. Uh, the same way we built our rapport of this podcast before we even started filming was, how are you? How's your day? Like, you know, is the sky blue still? Um, I'm a big believer that if you don't do that, you know, it's just a way to show appreciation. Yep. Um, think about that person and show care. So back to the, the original question about a big difference between literal cultural borders and actual culture when it comes mm -hmm. to us language wise, I think there's a fundamental aspect to that. But, you know, if we just go back to the fact that it's B to H, business to human, um, I, we're still selling to that person. And I think <laughs> if my team were sitting here talking to you, they'd be really surprised with the way that I've interacted with them so far. Um, in breaking down barriers, yep, yep. Um, helping them with communication, things like that. And there's certain ways to literally speak your own language, but also it goes back to that term, just being relatable. Like, I don't really care what country, what ethnicity you're from. Like, if you're positive, you're upbeat, maybe not as freely as your diamond ex <laughs> you know, experiences, but if you're like yourself, right, and you're just genuine, people are going to buy from you because the act of buying shouldn't feel like you're selling. So you reckon this is more of an international thing that is trust, is, is, is generating that trust? Definitely. Now, there's something very, um, I mean, because, again, you're, you're an American working for a European company. Um, there's something very specific that I always found um, attractive about the salespeople in the U.S. is, I mean, it's, it's the sales culture. I mean, you guys, like you said, you, I mean, you started very young, mm -hmm. um, like working in the inn, and... And even if you look at the movies, you always see these like kids with a lemonade stand. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the thing. It was Grant Cardone, someone talking about like, look, I mean, we start selling from like age four, age five. I mean, we, we even bribe our kids to like, look, I gave you money to 
um, I don't know, to clean your room and yep. stuff. And, and, and do you think America is better at selling? Do you, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to create like a yeah. America versus America Europe. versus the yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but do you think like the, the culture is more prepared for a, a capitalist view or a capitalist approach? Hmm. Well, I always think it's safe to not talk politics uh, <laughs> in a public manner when we, something's we going to We can public. probably talk about it. Really. But, but that being said, you know, I don't know if it's an, uh, an American thing or not. You know, um, uh, let's take live chat, for instance. So live chat is now over 150 employees um, focused here in, in Poland. And when people look at a 150 person company that's profitable with four products, you don't think the word startup. But I would say, and definitely argue, and I think Mario our CEO, would want us to say <laughs> that this should still feel like a startup, right? And it's kind of going back to the, like, it doesn't really matter, um, you know, is this, is this part of the culture? Are we better at selling or, or whatnot? It's just, it's part of what, what you want. So, for instance, in, in America, yeah, I think, I mean, my brother had a paper route. I literally, I literally had lemonade stands. I was brought up in a business. Not everyone's like that. No, so, no, no, no. you know, uh, there is an American dream. There's also a Silicon Valley dream, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to follow foot, uh, footsteps of like Mark Zuckerberg, you name it. But that being said, like there's so many amazing businesses that have gotten off the ground regardless of their geography. Um, I think it's, if anything, not a geographical uh kind of change, but mm -hmm. rather it's generational. So I would say that I grew up in, with an opportunity where I was still afraid to fail, but I had more wiggle room to fail. If I look at my father, his father's generation, I actually was, don't think no they could chance. have failed, yeah. right? Like they, they had to work, they had to do what the man said, follow the rules. Now the rule is to go break it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, <laughs> I still remember my own dad, um, like every time I asked for, for advice and even though I appreciate his advice <laughs> a lot and I would ask him a lot of questions, he was always like, I don't know, what do you think? Yep. What do you feel that you should do? I'm like, damn it, that's not the answer I want. <laughs> you tell me A or B is like, no, you go for it. Yep. If something happened, you can start again. And, and yeah, I mean, if you look at it in the past, that, that, that was not the case right. for sure. Now, um, when you talk about startups and, and I'm glad you brought it up because I'm, um, Yeah, live chat is not a startup anymore. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like in the middle, in between, but th it does have that feeling. Now, if we look at some of the competitors that live chat has, um, um, a lot of them, they don't make any money. They're just literally burning the investor's money and they have a huge market. But as a startup, they just follow the startup models. Like, look, we have money for a three, four, five years run. So let's use it and then we'll see what happens. Yep. I mean, for, for live chat, it was different. I mean, live chat started almost 12 years ago and it's been building up. I mean, just last year it was 8,000 uh, customers, 8,000 new customers. So, um, we're obviously going, growing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy the, the way it's growing, but if you look at the startup model and if you look at companies or people trying to put their company together right now, what would you recommend? I mean, if you see, if you worked with startups before, you're working with a company that's very profitable right now, but Do you think the startup model is sustainable? Like, do you think people right now, they're coming out of college or even dropping college for a great idea? Should they focus on, don't worry, let's just get a lot of investment, a great valuation, 
and money will come or start working from the, from the bottom and just climb your way up? Mm. Good question. Um, <laughs> I had dinner with a, a VC partner just the other night, actually here in Poland, across the street at the wine bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing I told them, and we both had a really good laugh over it, was I think whether you're a child or whether you're a 20-year-old founding your first startup or whether you're our age, it's always easier to spend someone else's money. Just a fact. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You didn't earn it. You didn't. It's just like an allowance, right? Like you're given an allowance for doing something small or proving a POC and cool, I'm going to go do it. Um, do I think that it's it's easier now versus, versus later or for before? I'd say, if anything, the easy thing, right, or the easier thing now is access to capital, access to venture capital. And, you know, I think that the last generation had tremendous success with the internet boom, you name it, to be able to invest in this next generation yeah. of, of leaders. Look at Amazon, for example. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible. Bezos is like, everyone wants to follow that model. Um, but, you know, I think. The other thing that we, we were discussing over dinner was like, how do you stand out in the market though when everyone's asking for money to go do something that's unproven? And you mentioned that we have a lot of competitors. Um, they are doing similar things, but at the end of the day, when it comes to gaining traction, uh, which is a great book, but that being said, like if you do truly want to gain traction with your business, it doesn't come down to just employee trust or anything like that, but it's really brand trust, right? And if you think about live chat versus someone else. I would say that we have a tremendous opportunity here as a profitable company growing really rapidly. We're only interested in investing in our, uh, not only our employees, but also our customers, right? Yep. We didn't take anyone else's investment to do that. So we're 100% narrow focused on that fact. Um, it's a lot different than if we had capital from so many other resources and we're just throwing it at any fire that pops up. I think we're a little bit more well-rounded to our approach. And especially like what you said, it's, it's just it's a lot about branding. It's, it's a lot about like making the brand, um, even in, this, in the investor stage, is is building a brand, building something that people can trust. And it yep. goes back to what you were saying in the beginning of, after all, it's not you're not giving any benefits to a company. You're giving benefits to someone who's staying up late, or to someone who needs more time or more money or whatever, and you're selling to that person. Now. Um, Live chat is, 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 I mean, the, the, sort of the main focus that they have is, is support. They, 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 it's a, a way to connect customers with clients, I mean, with, with the companies very fast. Yep. Um, and and Live chat also has some AI chatbots. How do you, how do you see the, the influence of um, AI? into the support and not only support and also in sales. I mean, it's, it's AI for now is, is helping people to connect by, yeah, pre-made conversations and it's great. But do you think eventually uh, AI is going to take over sales? AI is going to figure out a way to sell. So <laughs> basically it's going to, AI is going to take your job. AI is going to take my job. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. If AI can be a sales leader, that, that'd be, I don't think it's ever going to happen, frankly. Um, the whole Terminator where robots rule the world. <laughs> Uh, love those movies, but or the Matrix, but um, no. Do I think that's going to happen? I, I don't. And um, 
I mean, if we put it in the simplest terms, like we buy something from a vending machine. Nowadays, you can actually buy cars from vending machines. But before that, like you couldn't buy that expensive an item from a vending machine. It was like two bucks, right? Yeah. Um, now you can go buy a 20K car. It still kind of goes back to like the user experience though, right? I mean, there's certain markets for that. And then there's other ones where you're not likely going to go buy a house through a vending machine or you're not going to go buy... I don't know. Yeah, you name it. Like, I think during particularly a B2B sale, if we kind of go full circle here, um, when a business is looking for to go buy something, they are truly looking for a solution. Um, I think a robot could tell you where it fits, but the human is going to put what the robot told you and what they heard from you and be able to really help you find that silver lining. Do you reckon it's more, it's more of a, a good combination between like look, the tools and the human factor behind anyways? Definitely, yeah. I mean, even our own AI-powered chatbot, like, it, it learns as you utilize it. Uh, the more chats it has, the better it gets at predicting what to say and how to say it. But there still needs to be someone looking at the back end, helping tweak it, and to even begin the chat, you know, you, you do need to pre-program it. Um, I believe in continuous iteration, and I think that it requires a human in order to do that. Now, um, are you, how confident are you in, into like sticking your, I mean, sticking the company into the U.S. market? I mean, I, I know already that we had tons of clients in there, yeah? but uh, now is is more of, all right, let's go for war and let's take no prisoners. <laughs> and I, I can tell for like, for a fact, because I know some people in, in our competition that they're, they're scared. They're a bit like, okay, because after all, it's livechat.com. It's literally the people who invented livechat. <laughs> so is, is, I mean, how, do, you, do you think there's a chance? There's a good chance? And obviously, it's, it's not a question that is an easy question because it's your job. And, but it's an easy chance. And don't think about livechat just as livechat. It's for companies outside to start taking over own American companies and, and, and create more business in the U.S. So how, how do you see, is it going to be an easy path or, or is it a lot, a lot of work to go? <laughs> it's Which never I easy. hope not. It's, it's never easy, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the saying goes, if it was easy, anyone would do it. Um, I mean, I'm honored and privileged to be here and to be leading the company, to be you know, breaking soil in the U.S. and actually growing the market much more substantially. That way we can better serve serve our current clients in the market because we do have a substantial amount of clients in the U.S. right now. Um, that being said, you know, it's interesting. I, I'd say um, our competitors, of course, they've learned a lot from us. As you said, like mm -hmm. we, we invented live chat and it's it's been around since we did it from a hardware. Yeah. CD-ROMs, CD like, that's <laughs> no one even knows what a CD or floppy disk is anymore. Um, I don't want to say that our CD CEO, drive you can buy. I don't want to say the CEO is old, but <laughs> Jesus, CD-ROMs. But he's not young. Yeah, no. Uh, so I guess it, it goes back to like innovation, right? So this company innovated so quickly to realize they need to move to SaaS. They took their product from hardware directly to SaaS. They started expanding. Um, the entire mission has been focused on the absolute best, highest standard of customer support and to be able to enable our clients to do the exact same thing that we do. Uh, I'd say with that, like we have endless growth opportunity. Uh, it's going to be very difficult, but I think the thing that's not going to be difficult is for 
the U.S. market to both understand, accept, and actually invest. And by invest, I mean become a partner of ours and actually utilize live chat to enhance their brand and their customer experience um, because of how driven we are to improve their business. You know, like we, we iterate much faster than a lot of other companies can. Um, behind you is our sprint for the next uh, <laughs> PI. And you know, I got to yeah, say, like, when a company has over 70% of its headcount focused on product, I think we're focused in the right areas. Nice. So I want to sort of um, close the circle, like you said. Um, there are a lot, of, uh, a lot of decision makers that listen to the podcast, but also there's a lot of people who wants to figure out things before they go to the market or before they even ask for money. Um, what, what will be the main things if, if someone comes and Alex, like, I, wh what should I focus on? And not only in the States, it's more of a business in general. I mean, you, you have tons of experience in sales. What did she focus on? What, what will be the first step for people who are creating something new or even companies that's trying to launch a new product? Hmm. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, we we're, we're, yeah, cause we're, we're shooting right in the middle of our office with everybody working, so everybody's mad at us and we're making a lot of noise. Surprised we haven't heard incoming chat. <laughs> um, okay, so someone brand new trying to get started in business? That was yep. the question. Um, I would say one of the things you'll probably learn in school is to create the business plan or maybe create the mission, the vision, then do craft the business plan, the market strategy, the product, et cetera. Um, my advice is to think of it backwards. The business plan is only good if it sells something or creates revenue to support a business, yeah, right? Make money. Just go sell it. Like if you have an idea, I'd say you're quote unquote a professional photographer when you make money from your photos. If your idea is you think valid and good enough, just get to the fastest minimal viable product that you possibly can with the up. least amount of investment and go sell it because chances are you're going to lose. And I would actually want to lose. And because I personally in sales have learned way more from my losses in sales than I ever have in my wins. Yeah. Right. So take your losses, sit with them, understand what do I need to iterate, and then move forward. I see a lot of, and I talked to some pretty early founders, and they put a lot of seed investment, particularly, or their own investment into a product before they even test it on the market or test the idea of being, would you like to? Like, Do you have any intent to purchase? Yeah. Um, there are a few brands that I can think of. They're, for example, Magic Leap, that they've been talking about their set for years. Yeah. It's just a little backwards, yeah. you know? Um, so, you know, again, let, let's go back to the business to human. There, there's a human there. If you think you have a business idea, go talk to a human. Like, just have a discussion. Go grab coffee. Uh, I don't think you need to go do a hard sell. I'm not saying Wolf of Wall Street here. But what I am saying, though, is just seek to understand, right? If The only reason why businesses are in business is because they solve a problem. Yep. If you think your problem is that substantially solved by your product, go talk to someone about it. Just sit and have a conversation because, again, sales is not about um, you know, really getting pitched or anything. It's just fulfilling a need. So that's my number one advice, though, is go talk to go 10 out, people. Yeah. And frankly, you know, if, if you want your idea, uh, if you think I could 
benefit from your idea, then find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to be pitched there you to. Go. So. So, Alex, well, thank you for coming to Incoming Chat. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. I'm sure we'll be uh, meeting more than a few times in the future. <laughs> and for everybody listening, thank you one more time and ciao for now. See you next time. My name is Marcos Bravo and this was Incoming Chat. Thank you for joining us today. Do not miss our next episode and we'll see you next time. Incoming Chat. <laughs>